Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody, let's go. Tuesday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Core Studios at Hattiesburg and Laurel. Bob Kelly and Luke, glad that uh, you're with us today. Opening segment of our show every day, sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great supporters of our program, great supporters of Southern Miss, and a Great place for Bob to eat when his wife's out of town, like she has been for the past several days. And, boy, I'm grateful for Dickies. Glad there's no bitterness there, Bob, that Angela <laughs> takes a little time off. The cook left. Didn't leave nothing in the cupboard. Uh, yeah. But Dickies stepped up for me, and I'm grateful. They'll do the same thing for you, Dickies Barbecue. Uh, great supporters of the uh, Southern Miss Athletic Program, and we appreciate all that they do with us. All right, Heath and Big Old Nation going to do a couple segments with us here today because there's so much breaking news. And uh, Mike Kreiner, linebacker coach, uh, Mark Kreiner, my, my bad, uh, out. Uh, Kelly, we we suspected that. Uh, just didn't say anything about it yesterday, but the, the carousel continues. It does, and it, I, think, I think that's probably going to be it now uh and and then there's then there's gonna then the reshuffling is gonna have to take place in the sense that sam Gregg, who was the offensive line coach who got promoted to you know part you know offensive coordinator i'm i don't know if that meant a a salary bump but if it did and then he goes back to offensive line coach with the new offensive coordinator coming in that's going to mean you know th- that some of that money that he might have been making is going to have to go back in the, in the pot right. for the new offensive coordinator that will hall confirmed that's always on the show. a good conversation to have with an employee yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that yeah. goes over really well so uh so there's gonna yeah. there's gonna be a lot of shuffling of the yeah. deck here and, and heath i'm sure has been keeping up to date and, and as we reported on the show yesterday we didn't actually report it but coach hall broke the news yesterday on the eagle hour that there would in fact be a new offensive coordinator in town. And since then, a lot of movement in the portal, and that's one of the reasons we asked Heath to come on today. Update us, Heath. Uh, who all has uh, entered the portal on the Southern Miss football team and has made clear they're leaving? Okay, so today you had Zach Wilkie, quarterback, who entered the portal in Bryce Ramsey. And yesterday you had uh, John Bolding, Jerquan Scott, and Jake Lane. So right now we know of five guys who entered the portal. Uh, now Southern Miss just got a commitment today from a junior college uh, DB. So good for them. That helps a little bit with uh, getting some DB talent, which he did talk about, Jordan Johnson, which he did talk about, that he was going to get some help in the defensive backfield. So they're starting to add pieces. But this is the transfer portal. This is the way college football is every year. 
players come, players go. Uh, you look to replace those guys, and you never know who's coming up or why they're leaving. Oh. There's always reasons why people leave, and it's not that they're not happy or anything like that. It may be for other reasons. You just don't know. Right. Uh, it is a new world of college football, and I I think it's – this is speculation, but uh, we don't really think Frank Gore Jr. is going to be back for a fifth year. Do you? I don't think so. Now, that's not saying he won't be because he hasn't come out and said that yet. So, you know, right now you would think because he walked with the seniors that he wouldn't come back, but you never know. Uh, we'll see. You know, it's tough for him. Uh, he's got to make a decision. Does he want to go pro? Is he going to get an NIL deal? NIL's changed everything. These kids, I saw today where a quarterback, the kid from uh, Washington, had four schools that maybe offered him a million dollars. I've read that. I read that right a before. Right a before million dollar yeah, NIL deal to come there. Which is more than the minimum salary in the National Football League. Yes. So just think about that. This yeah. is this is the day and age we are in football. Power fives are in a day and age where they don't develop talent, they buy it. Yeah. It's in a good time, is it, Kelly Sanders? It's just in a good time for college athletics. Well, one of the things that, that Frank – all right, so Frank's got his degree, right? Graduated. So the first yeah. question you have is, is, am I marketable in the NFL? Do you think I've got a shot in the uh. NFL? So you, right, so you talk to agents about that, all right? Then the next thing is, is with my degree – what company's going to hire me, all right? And if I get a job, what's that starting salary going to be, all right? And if that starting salary isn't going to be what he could potentially make in an NIL deal to school X, Y, or Z, you might consider taking an uh, NIL deal with school X, Y, Z simply because it will pay you more than a, air quotes, real job. That's how much things have changed. For example, the quarterback at Florida State, you know, he's glad he stayed now and took his million dollars because he's got a Maybe a career-ending injury. And and he said, if I were to take my degree and go work for a company and make $65,000 a year on the bottom rung of the totem pole, why would right. I make 65000 when I can make 750000 playing college football? Well, another question for me before we get Luke here, uh, Heath. What about the two quarterbacks that transferred in here last year from Houston and uh, Clemson? Do you think they have a future with this program now? I think it, they're kind of, yeah, because I, I don't think they're going anywhere. I don't think, you, unless you want to transfer down, maybe you might transfer down, but I don't see any cases where they transfer up. So I think if they want to stay, you know, kind of where they're at, at, at the D1 level, then yeah, they stay here. Um, but, you know, you talk about quarterbacks, guys. We've seen quarterbacks get trucks for staying around at schools. I'm, it's, it's, it's incredible what these kids are getting. No wonder they're looking for places to go, and uh, huh? they're 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 capitalists. They're looking to make money. Mm-hmm. What can you say? Right. Don't uh, don't blame the kids. Blame the people no. that instituted this system. That's who you blame. B- blame the people that thought that free agency without a cap was a good idea in college football. No. Luke Johnson, we hear a lot about Frank Gore Jr. And with all respect to him, he's a great kid, and and I wish him nothing but the best. I would question his ability to play in the National Football League because of his size, primarily. Uh, but you know, no one should no one should blame this kid if he does leave. He gave four good years here. He has his degree. It, it may be time to move on. I mean, I, I, I would. I'm tempted to think the same way as far as the the NFL. And then I was just reminded Saturday of watching him move piles of two or three defenders, and I, I think. 
I think Frank has always outperformed. Uh, it's it's really interesting when you're the son of the third uh, leading rusher in NFL history. You would think that the expectations are upon you, but when then when people look at him, they're always oh, not his dad. And then you watch him run. And he actually is surprisingly strong compared to what he looks like. And so what I'm getting at is I, I got to the place where I was really never surprised at what he could do because I watched him for four years. And I do think that he can perform in, in the right role, the right team, the right situation. I think he could, he could be a, a, a decent back, um, in especially a change of pace back, but people don't have naturally what he has the intuition and just the moves i mean that he's he's made in in uh in so many games in his southern miss career so yeah to, to answer the second part of it I, I won't fault him at all i mean the fact I, I said it yesterday the fact that he hung around like he did and provided leadership as a true freshman in 2020 uh you know this this fan base should right. ever be thankful for that i agree uh Heath, give us the inside information if you have it on zach wilkie now here's a kid that Kind of burst on the scene last year, played some football for the team. Two new quarterbacks come in, and during all the preseason uh, competition, it seemed like it was those two guys competing for the job. What happened to Zach Wilkie with Southern Miss football? All we know really is that he left for family issues uh, during fall camp. And uh, when you get something like that, you just kind of, let that go, and, and that's all we know. Uh, young man, look, he beat – he was the quarterback that beat a two-lane team that did pretty well last season. Yeah. So he might have some options going forward. Uh, just a situation where, you know, maybe he needs a new uh, – he needs a new place to go. Maybe he just needs a new uh, area to be in. And I think that's what that's what the deal is with Zach Wilkie. But, you know, family issues, whatever that may be, that's why he didn't play this season. Well, it's going to the, – whoever the defensive coordinator is, whoever Will Hall hires, and we tried to ask him about a timeline yesterday, and he said, well, sooner rather than later, if everything is a perfect fit. But the defensive coordinator is going to have a lot of decisions to make because you got a, a linebacker, you know, coach to – to fill if if the defensive coordinator is not going to do that themselves and then getting linebacker talent in here because you lost you know maples you lost you know the rest of the guys that are there so of all the departments on the team the linebacking court took the biggest hit and then you got to get these uh these safeties and and the rest of the dbs back healthy and and learning a new system as well so a lot of big decisions right away plus a d-line coach as well which which is now off the table right well, the one good thing he's got with Chad Williams is Chad Williams coached linebackers, but he also played DB, and he can coach that. So there's a little bit of leniency there when he comes in. Does he get a, a DB coach to get a linebacker? I, 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 most most coordinators that I've ever seen coach linebackers. That's what they usually do. Coach O'Brien coaching safeties was a, a little different than what I normally see, so I would expect he's going to come in and coach linebackers, but I don't know that for sure. Jay Gruden but, is available. Uh, don't forget that. Boy, there's a blast yep. from the past. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back more with Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. If you get Gruder's phone number, maybe we can ring him up here between no, the a Norm Van Brocklin, maybe. We'll call him. Otto Graham. How's that? <laughs> the Galloping Ghost. We'll be right back. <laughs>
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, Town & Country Cleaners, Hattiesburg's most trusted dry cleaners, family-owned and operated since 1983. They offer services including steam pressing, shirt laundry, bulky bedding, minor alterations, and, of course, dry cleaning. You can visit Town & Country Cleaners at their convenient location across from the USM campus or Hardy Street or call them at 601 264-4920. Also want to thank our good friends at Mobay Beignet Company. On a cool day like today, a hot coffee and three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine beignets, Kelly, would uh, hit the spot. <laughs> Make me Put me in the mood for a nap. That's for seven or eight of them. Great sauces, uh, toppings that you put on them. Uh, don't drink them like Kelly does. Put them on the beignet. And it enhances the experience. There's no law against drinking. No, no, no. And and you're good at it. I have no question about it. All right, we'll continue our conversation with Heath. And also want to thank Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Miss Kathleen, Merry Christmas to you, Miss Kathleen. When you walk in the store today, please tell her that the guys on the Eagle Hour were talking good about her as usual. All right, Heath, I I do want to save a little time for basketball, but uh, any any other thoughts you have right now about – about the end of football season, the uncertainty swirling around the program right now, and what do you think the future holds? I, I think personally that people were upset during the season that the offensive line wasn't that good. Well, they're making changes on the offensive line. We'll see if, if we'll know for certain next season if it was players or coaching. We will know. Um, I, I think that they're doing things to bring in people that they have in need positions. I think they might bring in a quarterback, but you look at what they have coming back, there is talent coming back on the offense at skill positions. There's some defensive players that are coming back. They're going to be fun. They had the chance to be good, but we thought they were going to have the chance to grow last season. So time will tell, but we'll see what happens. Now now that the dust has settled a little bit, Luke Johnson, what happened? What caused the season to go off the rails? I mean, I think if Will could do it all over again, I think he would He would not uh, begin the season or probably after probably after maybe the, the two-lane game um, allow somebody else to, to play call. I think the other aspect to it is um, – he would allow Ethan Crawford to play earlier. The problem was you literally had the worst things happen at the worst time in football games. You started behind the eight ball or you couldn't finish. That That's really the case of when you lost so many in the middle, you either started terribly. I mean, think about uh, Texas State. Dude, if, if you didn't have one or two of those bad things happen in the game, you end up winning that game by, you know, you either take it to overtime or you win by seven points. If you can score inside, if you can finish a game and score inside the red zone against ODU, inside the 10-yard line, you win that game. If you can score inside the red zone Saturday it's and, and don't you know flick the ball back and, and allow them to a scoop six, it's a one-score game in the fourth quarter. So it, it was literally a case of continually the wrong thing happening at uh, the, the absolute worst time. But I do think Will would go back – and he would uh, relinquish play calling so that he could focus. Because let's be honest, the the team overall improved when he was able as a head coach to focus on the entire team. They did. And and the other aspect to it is uh, they wouldn't have played Crawford maybe in uh, in the Alcorn game. Uh, 
Um, but I, I get the fact you, you play him early, he plays earlier. But the, the offense was completely different when he was in the game, regardless of his freshman, and here's freshman so, mistakes. And here's something that's problematic going forward, you guys, is now you're, now you're having to hire coaches that, again, let's be honest, let's put the, all the cards on the table. This could be if, – if things don't get better, and I'm talking dramatically better next season, this could be a one-and-done thing. I mean, employment obviously has, has its advantages, but nobody finds it fun packing boxes every year and moving from city to city. And that's something that new assistant coaches that they bring in might have to face. And, and let me also suggest that the, that the stakes get higher next year. You, I, I mean, I, I think it'll take you know, six, or, six or seven wins. You know, at least uh, for there not to be some discussion that is the is the football program going the direction you want to go. I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions, but I think the stakes are a lot higher next year. Heath, uh, Kelly, I would also Kelly, I'd also add starting the season with Alcorn and then Florida State, Tulane, where you already got a lot of questions. That didn't help matters none either. No, I never, I never did think playing all corn and then the next week Florida State was a, was a great yeah. scheduling. But, no. Uh, here's, here's another pretty basic question. Stuck with Billy Wiles too long, Heath? I think they had to stick with Billy Wiles as long as they could. you got to remember, Ethan Crawford was coming off a season-ending knee injury last year in high school. And he was coming in the spring. and So you had to give him time to learn and, and get involved. That takes a little bit of time, right? I, I get and, that, but you and, did you did bring in another transfer quarterback. You had brought in a transfer quarterback from Houston who really never saw the field. Yeah, but I think if he would have if he would have been the guy, Will would have played him no matter what because he needed a win. So I'm not sure that either one of them were the answer. Maybe uh, offensive line issues too. I mean, they didn't have much time to throw the ball a lot of times, so. Yeah. I don't know if the quarterback – I do think if Ethan would have played earlier, but I don't know if he could have played earlier because I don't know if he would I think with a better offensive line, Billy Wiles would have looked much better on the field. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's fair. And, and, and again, did, did we over-expect? You know, again, and, and the other folks, look at the folks down in Mobile. Based on expectations, they think it was a terrible season. And they went 6-6 six and six at South Al. You know, so a lot of this has to do with your expectations. But you know, a lot Coach Hall and all the coaches were out there saying this was this was the best yeah. team they've had since since they've uh, been here. It just three, didn't work out. Three and a half minutes left. Speaking of expectations, Heath Hinton, a lot of expectations for the basketball team. They did not get off to a good start. I thought, and I was able to catch the second half of the game Saturday. They looked much much better from the foul line, from the floor. They just looked like they had pulled themselves, uh, got their act together. What do you expect out of this basketball team? Because I, I, at the start of the year, was expecting a lot of success, and I still hold out optimistically that this can be a very good basketball team. I think this team goes as far as their shooting goes. Uh, they've just had shooting issues this year. Uh, last game, I think they were right around 48 49% for the game, and the season they've been around 35 37%. You know, defensively, they're they're tough. They're long. Uh, they defend really well. But, you know, if you can't score, it's hard to win games. And a lot of times they've had issues. Those five-minute scoring drafts. It's not because they're not taking shots, because the shots aren't falling. Right. Hopefully that game in uh, Green Bay, which Donovan Ivory really enjoyed his trip home. Or Wisconsin, I'm sorry. 
uh, Milwaukee. Right. I think Donovan Ivory enjoyed his trip home, 32 points. Maybe that'll get them going, shooting the ball a little bit, and things will be different going forward. If they can make shots, they're really good. But uh, it's it's been an issue of shooting with this team. Kelly, you coach baseball still. Is that kind of like that kind of like a baseball team that gets in a hitting slump and you really can't explain why nobody can hit, but then one guy gets a big hit and it gets contagious and suddenly everybody's hitting. Yeah, the difference is in baseball, you know, you've got the pitcher that, that knows what's coming and the hitters don't. But shooting, that goal has always been the same height. It's always been, you know, the same diameter. The hole can get real small. <laughs> For some reason, yeah. <laughs> like the, like those at the carnival. You uh, used to wonder, why can't I hit a basket? It's because they've reduced the size. Uh, of the yeah, it, they don't, it doesn't look like it. Golf, too. You know, some days you can putt the eyes out of it, and other days you couldn't hit a bull in the butt with a bass fiddle. You know, but Bob. You know, we're talking a men's basketball. The, the base fiddle. Okay, I, go ahead. That sounds like something my dad would say. Uh, my da- I will say this: we're talking men's basketball. We got to give some love. Number one, uh, prayers to Coach McNeil's family. But we got to give some love to the women's basketball. Oh, team. absolutely! They're playing great. They are. They're playing phenomenal. They got Ole Miss this weekend in Murray Green Coliseum. Uh, they deserve some love. They've been playing really well, six and zero. And yeah. that's a fun thing to watch. Yeah, everybody ought to get out Saturday and support these ladies with Ole Miss here in town. Uh, they have a real shot at this, and uh, boy, they're really good. And, and this Morgan Seeper really adds a new dimension to, uh, to the team. Even though she hasn't been scoring a lot in the last couple of games, her presence on the floor seems to uh, have really improved the team. Heath, it, yeah. Well, they've got they've got bigs, they've got guards, they've got forwards that can guard. They've got uh, Dom who can create her own shot. Uh, Seeper, who has been, what, she hit like seven threes in one game earlier this season, who right. can shoot from outside. Right. There's not many holes on the roster. No. And uh, they can play really well. So yeah. I like what I'm seeing from this team, and I think there's going to be a lot of success this season. 100%. Heath, how do we join Big Gold Nation? Big, great Christmas gift, by the way. Yes, yeah. Go to southernmiss.rivals.com, uh, click on join, and uh, become a member. We have a lot of fun discussing the portal and Maybe players coming in, players uh, that we're looking at that might, you know, want to come to Southern Mississippi, right. coaching changes. A lot of fun. Thanks right. for having me on, guys. All right. Our pleasure. Heath Hinton, owner, proprietor, operator, Big Gold Nation. When we come back, we'll continue the football and basketball conversation. Remember, we're going to be in Columbia tomorrow. Columbia Christmas. Man, that's always fun. We've got a big guest show lined up, uh, two hours. Hope you'll be with us from 1 to 3. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right. This segment of the show is sponsored by Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Right there in the shadow of the rock. Catfish Friday, not too far off, but every day's good. Lunch is served from 11 to 1. It's just 10 bucks. And that includes your drink, everything. Can't beat it. Fourth Street Bar and Grill. 
Also want to thank Genesis of Hattiesburg, the official auto dealer of the Eagle Hour. Genesis sedans and SUVs are the finest luxury vehicles on the road today. And coming soon, the all-new Genesis showroom, Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. Bob, Kelly, Luke, we're in the Southern Bank Corps Studios here in Hattiesburg and in Laurel. And uh, I don't know, Luke, it's been a busy, busy week. What, what, what time frame do you think we're looking at before we get answers to all these coaching questions? Um, I think it'll probably be early next week uh, simply because there's there's conference championship games this weekend. And, uh, you know, you, you would probably guess that some of those guys that, that may come in may be connected to some of those programs. It will be interesting to see whether, you know, the defensive coordinator is hired and then the other two openings follow that. Um, or if they're all just announced at the same time. you you got to think that whoever – the defensive coordinator is, you know, is technically the first hire. And then, um, you know, who d- does he hire the other two guys? You know, obviously he and Will work together to hire those two guys. Or, you know, does does Will, you know, f- fill in the blanks? I would I would think that probably the D.C. Uh, – they're probably all announced at the same time, but I would, I would guess that the defensive coordinator uh, would probably, you know, be hired first. Anyway, you only have to plug one hole on offense, and that's a tight ends coach. Who um, you know? Who would probably be the offensive uh, coordinator? And I think uh, I think on on the defensive side of the ball too. I, at, yeah, there's so many so many things that have to take place. You know, on on that side of the ball too. Do you go with? And again, a lot of it. You, you sit there and go, well, when you look at salaries and so on, you've only got so much money to go around, and prices on these coaches aren't going down. I mean, it's it's only going up. You know, so if you're asking for somebody, you know, with with a resume uh, under the circumstances that they're currently in, they have to weigh that with a potential situation here. And then how much money, you know, can you move money from this department to that department on the team? I'm talking about. So there's a lot of juggling uh, that that has to take place here. But when you've got, as Luke mentioned, these conference championships, but a, a lot of coaches are already out there. You know, looking looking for things. So you have to wonder if if every head coach has a mental Rolodex, you know, that they turn to, thinking at any time they could lose an assistant coach. And if that were the case, where would they go? Where would they go to make that phone call? Yeah, I mean, I Will's actually talked about that. He talked about that with us. I don't know. Was it last year? Two years ago? Maybe it was two years ago. Uh, is when they? It's it's when uh, he brought Greg in. That's exactly. Remember, he told us um, in an interview. He said that you know, he, I think it was like he kept a uh, a file or a, a notes, you know, in in the in his phone or his computer of guys, you know, were openings to happen. These would be the first guys, that, and I'm sure every coach has that. I just found that you know interesting that as a leader, you know, that's how you prepare for situations like this. And and there is, a, and and one of the things that that kind of that that Coach Hall sometimes doesn't understand, I think, is that. Why there, there, there seems to be this perception, you guys, that Will Hall only hires his best buddies, right, from North Allen, from West Georgia, when there are a couple of connections. I mean, he and Sam Gregg grew up together in Amory. But other than that, I mean, Brandon Lacey he did not know, you know, before uh, here. And Mark Kreiner, you know, he, he didn't necessarily know. So a lot of these coaches that are on staff have come from other – D1 programs that he didn't know, but yet there does seem to be that perception that uh, that Coach Hall hires, you know, air quotes his buddies when that's not you know, numbers wise. That's he doesn't doesn't seem to hire any more of his buddies than any other coach would. 
Right. Well, you know, it's really not unusual. It just happens to be at this school this year, but this takes place around the country. Sure. I, I think I've told you years ago I was covering a road game. Southern Miss had been beaten, and I saw two coaches' wives outside the visiting locker room, and one of them was crying. And I overheard her say, I am so tired of my life depending on the mood of 18- and 19-year-old boys. An assistant coach's wife. They're the real warriors of college football, or, or the wives behind these assistant coaches, because they they don't get four and a half million dollars a year like the new coach at Mississippi State does. You know what I'm saying? And if they get fired, they don't. You know, they're like their contracts are a year at a time, yeah. so they don't have these buyouts. You know, yeah. if if they have to, you know, are shipped packing, which is why so many guys want to be head coaches, right. is because they get that guarantee. And that's what Southern Miss and our fan base, I think, the ones that I see on the Internet, lose sight of. Take the Mississippi State deal up there. I read this morning the guy's getting $4.5 million a year plus a list of incentives that's longer than your rap sheet, Kelly, That different things that he can make additional money. Surely not. <laughs> well, not quite that. <laughs> okay. uh, but how do you compete with that, Luke Johnson? You, you can't. The truth is you live in the shadow of the SEC, and that – has an effect on your ability to get the kind of coaches that perhaps you'd like to have. It's complicated. Um, one of the things that complicates it is, for the longest time, we did. We were better than anybody in the country of getting the most out of our money. And but I mean, if you look across the board at, at the Sun Belt, we do have a generous donor base. We we do. I mean. Yeah. And I'm saying that compared to other Sunbelt schools. What I'm getting at is there's just a complicated knot of things that make us not we, – we cannot operate that way anymore. And, and I think you see, you know, Jeremy doing things to, to, to attack that. But the problem is you've got people um, who, you know, who express their opinion and – haven't done anything, you know, with their pocketbook to help change the situation. There's a whole lot of people that have done that. And in, in a lot of ways, you know, as Coach said yesterday, they have a reason to gripe. And it's a legitimate reason, you know, to gripe or, or to be frustrated or whatever. But the, the point is, um, if if you – and, and I, okay, here's the other part to it. There are things that the state of Mississippi – will not allow the universities to do. And Ole Miss and Mississippi State don't have to worry about it because they get $50 million in TV revenue or whatever it is every single year. Things like, you know, student fees, things like, uh, you know, budgets and other and other stuff like that. State and Ole Miss don't have to, to ask donors for that because they get so much revenue that comes in. And so that, that sort of stuff is outside leadership's hands. The other thing, one of the other things that ha- we haven't talked about yet is the fence that athletic directors have to walk on. And I'm going to give an example. Louisiana Monroe yesterday made it official that they're cutting ties with Terry Bowden. They're firing Terry Bowden. The athletic director at ULM goes on this, this, this tirade saying, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he was saying that they had everything at ULM they needed to be successful. They have the facilities. They have the support. They have the this, they have the that. Really? I mean, do you really? Yeah. Compared to, you know, what's don't consider the not the almighty, but consider the alternative. Look, when you consider the alternatives, you don't even stack up. No. So, so how can you sit there and say that you have these things like at Louisiana? In the Monroe? pecking order, Louisiana Tech is above you. Louisiana is above you. And LSU is 
up in the heavens looking down at you. Right. 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 But so you've got an you've got athletic directors that are saying that to the general public, but they know darn well when they peel back that onion that that's just not true. When you when you have to compare it to everybody else. Right. You know that you're that you're playing against every week. So expectations need to be realistic. In my humble opinion, the day of Southern Miss football competing with the LSU's and the Alabama's and the and the Auburn's like we used to do. You and I covered a lot of those games. That's history. I mean, that may happen once in a blue moon. We need to strive to be competitive in the Sun Belt Conference. Is that wrong, Luke? I don't know. Well, I mean, with the expanded playoff now, I mean, that that's what it takes. The, the 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 point is, yeah, you'll have to in order to ever get considered, you'll have to, you know, win eleven games and be the highest G five, you know, eleven or twelve games. But it who are we kidding if we if we can't what you do is you win your division, then you're able to win your conference, and then you're able to go to a good bowl game, and then in a perfect scenario, because it only happens once in a blue moon, James Madison's example, they couldn't have got there, but they blew it, right? They blew it. And they they weren't even eligible had they been eligible for it, and then you can start talking all that other yeah, stuff. But, you know but, what, but it, all you're asking for is a chance, and to get a chance, it starts with winning your division. Well, and I think there can be plenty of fun and plenty of excitement being a Southern Miss fan, competing for the Sun Belt Conference Championship, and get get these lollipop dreams out of your head. Well, last last thing on that is. It hasn't been fun for us in the Sun Belt. But you just wait until if we get to where we are winning against Sun Belt competition, it will be fun. And I can tell you this, watching watching Sun Belt football for the last two years, this league is a thousand times more fun than Conference USA ever was. The parody is amazing. The the league can be great fun. How much fun was it in baseball to let everybody know, hey, there's a new guy in town and you ain't going to like it very much? Yeah, but but you're going back to one word, winning. Winning. It could be checkers. It could be eSports, whatever. If you win, everything is always so much more fun. Of course, you and I, being lifelong Redskin and Bengal fans, don't have a great taste of that, but a little, a little taste. Oh, I've I've been a loser in so many more aspects, Bob. That, <laughs> that's just one. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of Eagle Hour on this Tuesday brought to you by D1 Training and D-Bat Hattiesburg. They're on Hardy Street. D1 Training on the right 70-yard indoor facility. Off-season now for a lot of uh, high schools, unless you're playing in the state championships this weekend in Oxford, junior colleges, running 40s. Maybe you're running in uh, 60s for uh, for baseball. They have uh, an indoor Running facility and laser time for uh, for you and and your team. Great uh, facilities, instruction, batting cages. It's all at D Bat and D One in Hattiesburg. D Bat Hattiesburg dot com. 
Um, he didn't mention a little earlier, just bring you up to date, Jordan Johnson, a safety from Mississippi Delta, 6'3", 200 pounds, commits to uh, Southern Miss today. So uh, congratulations. He tagged uh, D. White Wilson as a coach in that. So uh, good job, Coach Wilson. And mentioned earlier, Heath as well mentioned Jake Lang in the portal, Bryce Ramsey in the portal, uh, Zach Wilkie in the portal, uh, Bolding, I think, in the court, in the portal, and then uh, Jaquan Scott. So three offensive linemen, three starters, three offensive linemen starters. But I, I think we can all say um, kind of expected that. As we mentioned yesterday, Coach Hall mentioned some of uh, this young talent, uh, you know, as they go through their the previous two recruiting classes. Yeah, I kind of expected an exit from some of the older guys as, as some of these other guys, younger guys, you know, make their way into their fresh, freshman, freshman and sophomore classes. You know, the state high school championships are this weekend, as you mentioned, up, up in Oxford. I think what's kind of funny is if you look at the 7A classification, of course, Oak Grove from the south, which is right here in our rearview mirror, and then they're playing Starkville from wow, the north. What is the matter with the high schools? And then they're playing the game in Oxford. <laughs> so yeah, you got By the way, if you if you value high school sports the way we do, and uh, you'd like to follow Laurel High School and West Jones, only Super Talk Mississippi and Laurel will be carrying both of those games, Luke Johnson, because we love high school and junior college sports in this company. Yeah, it'd be exciting. Uh, what, what's cool for me, um, being able to, to take part in the 5A game and we'll cover the 6A game as well, that will mean with Super Talk Laurel, we have now covered a state championship at The Rock, at Davis Wade, at Memorial Stadium, and now Vault Hemingway. It's pretty cool to be able to you know, be a part of a broadcast in those four D1 stadiums in, huh. in Mississippi. I can't remember the last time I actually – I think I think in I think Deuce was still playing last time I went yeah. to a Oxford. football game in Oxford. Well, well yeah. just remember this too: if you're a business owner over in the Laurel Jones County area, and other stations come asking you for your business, ask them. Well, what do you do to support the community? Super Talk supports the community, supports the high schools, which are incredibly important to every community and. Uh, just ask everybody to kind of keep that in mind. We hope both bring back state championships. We'd love to have both state championship coaches on this show. When first, they get first time that the state championships have been held over a three-day period as opposed to a two-day. Of course, they had to do that with the addition of a 7A classification this year. Southern Miss basketball headed to UIB uh, this oh, that's weekend. Always tough, <laughs> yeah. That's always tough. That's always tough. Are they officially gone now from Crap Prince USA? I or, think they're... Part yeah, they're of the, the American. Okay, yeah, they're the American, officially yeah. in the American yeah, now. Yeah. I get, and Dana Dimmel, we talked about the coach at UTEP, whether he'd be back. He he got the heave-ho yesterday in Conference USA. Rick Stockstill was fired as the head football coach at Middle Tennessee after some 18 years. Uh, he's gone. So they call it Black Sunday, but it's also more than Cyber Monday. It's also Black Monday for a lot of these coaches. So, um, but And I'll tell you, my heart goes out to Matt Kubik. All right, now Matt Kubik – you're going, who is that? That name sounds familiar. He was the offensive coordinator at Louisiana Monroe, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, he started about, I don't know, seven or eight years ago as the offensive coordinator at Louisiana Monroe. All right, if, I, if my years are off, it's okay. Just follow me on this. All right, so he was the offensive coordinator at Louisiana Monroe. Comes to Southern Miss, all right, the offensive coordinator at Southern Miss. 
Coaching things change there. Well, then he goes to Columbia High School. All right, so there's two moves so far in a short period of time. Then has to go to Columbia High School. He's uh, offensive coordinator there. They win a, a state championship. All right, then gets rehired back at Louisiana Monroe under Bowden. So Only in about to have the staff fired. Again, yeah, again. So uh, there's going to be uh, fi- four or five yeah. moves in the past six or seven years yeah. for coaches. See, I don't, I don't, I don't have any concern for these head coaches because they make crazy money. But it's the assistant coaches that don't make crazy money that those are the ones you have sympathy for and, and their and, family. And most of them are younger, which right. means they That's have right. young families. That's right. Starting out, so you got not only have to pack clothes, you got to pack toys, you got to change but schools. But the head guys, I mean, you want to give me three or four million dollars and fire me, I'll be the happiest fired guy on the planet. And know? if I'm moving, if you're the head coach and you're moving, I ain't doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm paying some. I'm going away for the week and having some moving company come in here and move me lock, stock, and barrel. Yeah, like you did when you lived at Cambridge. Well, yeah. so people who want to work, Bob. You know, there are some people out there that want to work. You know. Yeah, I got you. It was. It was. We want. We want to work, and we're going to work for two hours tomorrow in Columbia. We're going to be down there with. Lori and Caroline and these ladies that we love so much and enjoy our visits to Columbia every Christmas. Did you tell Lori and Caroline that I'm coming? Yeah, they said just as long as he stays outside. (laughs) (laughs) I think the court order is still in effect, actually. Yes, we hope you'll join us. It should be fun. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Into the Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.